MCW Faithful, you know what time it is. Every Tuesday at 8, another exciting edition of the MCW Cast. I'm Legacy, MCW announcer, Larry Legend. I'm MCW promoter, Dan McDevitt. And I'm Tara. Welcome to the cast. Yes, indeed. Welcome, MCW Faithful, all of our Coffee Club subscribers, all of our fans that have been tuning in faithfully. Faithful is the word of the cast, I see, <laughs> out of me. Uh, for all 34 episodes, this being episode 34 That's this right. week. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of last what, what, last week's episode? Yeah, we had Ray Lynn and Sam Adonis. That was a previously taped episode. Um, they were here before our return to live events at MCW Resurrection on July 24th. So it was great to sit down with actual guests. And and just so you know, we'll be doing more of that as we return to live events and we'll be sitting down with some of our guests. So, you know, we will be putting some of those previously taped ones out into the um, internet world there <laughs> shortly. I guess the reason I start off with that question is I guess I kind of have a little bit of a bone to pick with the MCW faithful. When we first started the cast, we used to get a lot more traction with this Ask MCW cast. And as of lately, I haven't been seeing too many too many people using the hashtag and uh, asking us a few questions. So yeah. I'm posing the question to you, the fans. What did you think of last week's episode? Tweet us at, at MCWcast2021, and we'd love to hear from you. I'll, I'll respond to you right here. Yes, at, at you will. Desk, I, I, I will never, but you will. <laughs> yeah, you still are, you're, you're, not a, you're not a real good Twitterer. I am a t- I have no interest in Twitter. It's very, None whatsoever. It's cluttered. The screen it is, is so cluttered. I don't like her. it. It is. It's, it's not aesthetically pleasing for me, and stuff is everywhere. And I do have it on my phone, and then I get random alerts to stuff that I don't care about, and I'm like, what is this? Like, it'll say breaking news, and I'm like, what is this? and I'll click on it and I'm like I don't even know who you are so you can like, turn those off some random person like I was all like yesterday I got like a random alert that somebody had passed away and I was like oh my god that's so sad and then I was like I don't even know who you are like yeah, and it you, wasn't I don't think it was anybody famous like I think it was just like a legit person passed yeah. away I mean it's just like you're an Apple user like me yes, correct I and have, Dan you're, you're I've an come Apple. over to the mm-hmm. side okay. yes so <laughs> when you first get your iPhone there's all these default settings one mm-hmm. of which that I couldn't wait to turn off was like every time you text something with the keyboard there's like a Oh, the like haptic actual, sounds. Right, yeah, yeah, turn off so, those. So one of, the, one of the things that I loved about all my Apple devices, my Apple Watch Series 6, my iPhone XR, is just changing the way that whoever developed it said, this is the way that the interface is supposed to be. Mm. And one of the things that Twitter does when you first set it up is you have to tell Twitter, oh, my interests are this. Oh, I, I like nothing. This. I'm not interested in anything. Okay, okay, so Tara, but to start the Twitter, <laughs> you had to input certain things into it. Now that you're up and running, you can turn those things off, like alerts to tell you that a celebrity that you don't even know it wasn't a celebrity it was a person that's what i don't under i don't understand why they're sending me this stuff it's because when you set up twitter you gave twitter certain information and then by default now twitter is thinking oh this person wants to hear about this that and the third i just recommend that if you get a chance to make it sort of a little bit more streamlined my reason that i love twitter so much is you actually can block out a lot of the junk that you cannot block out on Facebook. There are a lot of things that as I'm going down my timeline of Facebook, I don't really care about. By muting words and stuff. You can block on Facebook. So I have, I just star everything and make it favorite. So when I go into my Facebook, all I see are cats and memes 
and funny things and that you can make do me the happy. same thing on twitter so whatever <laughs> it is about words, facebook nice. you, what like whatever about. it is about facebook that you've done to get it the way that you want it to be yeah. you can do that with your twitter as well it just involves creating a profile well, why picture do I need to? You don't need to. Well, when, I, when i tweet when i tweet and that's what has gotten us onto this subject matter of ask mcw cast when i tweet i mention dan i mention you i mention our director I steve i mention a lot of people and you know maybe instead of me just saying on the cast hey guys what did you think about it you could give that like maybe a little retweet or like hey guys i really don't know oh. what i'm doing but larry wants you guys to ask us i so. have seven followers and i'm one of them <laughs> thank you so get on the good right, foot and do right. the bad thing with twitter and ask the mcw cast all right larry i'm about to do something crazy if you tag me in something i swear i will respond that goes out to the people listening if bernie we... i hope you are watching oh. this edition of the cast and everybody yeah. else you know he is the doctor okay. the good doctor greg papalukas charles oh God, donahue what have i done Okay. If I you, want you to interact. If you tag me in something, I will answer you. I, I can't guarantee that it'll be immediately. I'm going to do it right now. Oh, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I, just, I don't. You know how like some people can have telephobia? You know, like people have like a phobia sure, phone sure. with like telephobia. Yeah. Like they can't answer the phone or they can't check their voicemail. Like I get that to some degree. And like social media is right there along the same line for me I like you. i don't want to see notifications like if i see 27 notifications when i wake up i will just put it away I, like i'll like literally much. physically push my phone away like i can't deal with that yeah so but i threw it out there if you tag me in something on twitter i will tweet back to you okay <laughs> so ask mcw cast and tag what is it, Tara MCW? That's your handle, right? It's I think it's MCW Tara. Tara MCW, <laughs> MCW really Tara. Know. Tag her and let's get a profile picture up there of your beautiful face smiling oh instead a of a silhouette. A there's just a too. little, there's just a little a ball, <laughs> a little ball on top of some shoulders that's like MCW Tara. I'm like, who is this? You have a smiling photo uh -huh. in your yeah. Twitter. I have a a silhouette for in memory of ACH didn't pass away, but when he retired, uh -huh. you know, we all changed our photos black and white, and and you know, we want to see you. God. Okay. Uh, so I will reply and I'll post a picture. Now that's it. That's all I'm Not committing post a to. Picture, make your profile. Make a profile yeah, picture. Okay. Profile I'll make picture. a profile picture. Oh, fine. What have you done? I got one. I got another one. Ask him CW cast. What do you, uh, we know that the Bruiser Strong show is, is coming up. That's our next event on deck. It is 10 days away. 10 days away from this date. Yeah. What, what are you guys looking forward to seeing? You know, uh, we've, we know that there's going to be the big Bruiser Strong Battle Royal, so I know I can't wait to to see. That's probably the big thing. And yeah, I think MCW champion crown. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I guess all the answers are probably going to be that. And that's right. what I want to see most of all. So, um, but also just seeing all of your faces again. Resurrection mm -hmm. was not enough. I need more of you. So, all right. Well, there will be more. I have no doubt that it will be a sellout show. Yes, indeed. So, and if you haven't gotten your tickets, you know where you can go. MC, uh, mcwprowrestling.com or if you're local to the area stop on by hideaway collectibles uh on hollibird avenue in lovely dundalk and you can pick up your tickets in person if you would like to plus check out all of the cool merchandise and memorabilia that they have for sale that's right and speaking of social media you know last episode dan you kind of ran down the tail of the tape of uh you know our weekly like we want you to subscribe we want you to like you want to let the fans run them down one more absolutely. time absolutely if you're listening on a podcast platform um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and all major podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe. That's what helps us on our algorithm. If you're listening, just make sure you subscribe to the on those platforms. And if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, make sure you share, like, and comment on the feed. That helps our algorithm there. 
And with YouTube, also, you get a lot of other content that we distribute, like the MCW Breakthrough Shows, Flashback Fridays, mm-hmm. the MCW Cast, and, mm-hmm. and uh, much more, everything that we put out. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page as well, MCW Pro Wrestling on YouTube. Subscribing is the way that we remain connected. So get connected <laughs> to the social media and all of us Great, more on connection. all of our platforms. <laughs> also, you know, speaking of connections, I wanted to make a connection with today's guest. That's why I wore my old ROH polo. This is something that I earned during my time with Ring of Honor. And our guest this week is a ROH dojo standout, an MCW original. We're going to have him in the studio with us right after this break. I'm talking about the classic Eric Martin. <laughs> And here we are live in studio with our very special guest, classic Eric Martin. Eric, thank you for joining us here on the MCW cast. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. I see everybody else getting to do it. So, you know, this is pretty fun for me. I've never done a, I've done one in-person podcast ever. Wow. So this is way cooler. Well, you definitely belong, and that check mark next to your handle on Twitter definitely says that we want you right in here in the oh, studio. Oh, you got a blue check mark. That's oh, right. Well, it's Special. a white check mark now. Yeah. They're white now. Wait, that means you're verified, right? It means you're See, verified, but they started out as blue. Dan, you're right, but when now did they check. When did they change recently? I think maybe tw- yeah, last year they changed it from a blue check mark just to a white check mark. Oh. Um, but you have one, my friend, yeah, and that right. is a that is a hallmark of being a member of the Ring of Honor family. So thank you for joining us and giving us a little bit of a rub on uh the social social media what it, did, did ring of honor help you get verified or that how whoa we're not going to disclose any of this inf- yeah <laughs> secret, top you know. secret information well, before on getting we verified. get to that though i have to correct you on something real quick larry before we went to break you said an mcw original and i do have to clarify that for oh, our yes listeners. yes indeed yeah. eric you're pretty new to uh, wrestling in general i believe you made your debut in what 2014 yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. so that's relatively new. When we say MCW original, we're talking like late 90s. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I am a classic, you know, I just age really well. You're a classic, yes, so. yes, okay. But my, you were like five then, so, yeah, my you know. Yeah, my first gimmick was like, I would lie and pretend that I was born in like the 70s. I'd be like, yeah, I body slammed Andre the Giant in <laughs> 1975 in Puerto Rico, and nobody would believe me. I'm just <laughs> a horrible liar. But yeah, that's the original <laughs> classic old school gimmick how that started where did you where did you start at where did you train uh i was trained by uh mcw official mike keener uh started training in a light uh, it's called lighthouse it's like a the top floor of a preschool building in kensington in philadelphia so is like, that keener's place or was it, keener just training keener just kind of bounces around like school yeah. to school and just you know he brings his guys and he trains whoever's there you know he has he'll usually pick up like a night here and there but yeah he uh Taught me, taught me the ropes. Yeah. Mike Keener, probably one of the, by far, top referees in the mm-hmm. business. Absolutely. You know. And inspires me being, you know, <clears throat> thought of myself as like one of the top announcers in the business. But, you know, Keener's never stopped grinding, you mm-hmm. know, on the ground level. And that, like, that inspires me, you know. You know people always say, why aren't you on TV? Because I'm too busy doing shows. Okay. That's why. Yeah. And and the same thing can be said about Keener. And also bringing up, you know, the youth, like making sure that the foundation is laid for the next announcer right. to come and, and really mm-hmm. care about, you know, the show and what it is that we do. That's that's mm-hmm. awesome. So I guess that's what I was going with. Not that you were an MCW original, but you just taught me something. And I thought you trained um, with MCW, mm-hmm. that that's how you kind of got broken No, but in. Keener he, did, Keener did like polls like, hey. Yeah, we, you he know, came Keener, by way yeah. of birthday parties, that, actually. Yeah. Birthday parties. Because Keener contacted me and said, hey, I got a couple of kids. He always calls you his yeah. kids, you know, and says, uh, I got a couple of kids I'd like you to take a look at. 
you know, can you get them on the birthday parties? And that's the secret entrance to, you know, sometimes to yeah. NCW. Sometimes you're also told not to come back. Um, <laughs> but yes, you. I remember putting you on some birthday parties. It was you and uh, Tyler and... Um, Tony. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was like, there's one more person. I can see the face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was, yeah. Uh, those were pretty fun times. I mean, I came and helped set up the ring a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I was just, you know, this was like my first like big goal in wrestling was to actually wrestle for MCW because I saw like all the people that came in, I saw how good the other students were that were yeah, at the same level I was. And I was just like, wow, I was blown away. And like, yeah. this has always been a goal of mine. And you're, you're local, you're close, right? You're from Philly, right? Uh, so kind of close. Yeah, I, I'm from Philly. I grew up in Philly, and then I moved to Jersey. I'm actually back in Jersey now. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it just, I'm all over the place. <laughs> did you, you tr did you go to the switch over training with the Monster Factory a little bit, too, I guess, when you were kind of so, bouncing around? Uh, I went to the Monster Factory in 2017, where I trained with uh, Punishment Martinez. Mm -hmm. uh, he helped me out a ton. Uh, just, you know, Who kinda, is... And Damian, Damian, Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Yeah. I remember Fantastic. his name in WWE, right? Yeah. The Archer really of guy. Infamy. Yeah. A really, really, really Looked good guy. Uh, he doesn't need the rub, guys. SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah, no. Nah, he, he taught me so much about just being like, because he's a big guy, but he's yeah. not like, uh, like a hulking yeah. dude. And I've always like been taller than a lot of people. So I had to like kind of learn how to work that, you know, mm -hmm. big man style, yeah. but still do stuff. Like not just, uh, uh, punch right. people around right yeah big sidewalk slam yeah. big like the big men moves you know and he doesn't do that he's a way more suave big mm -hmm. man i would consider him um mm -hmm. so the lighthouse you were talking about your your that school you is the school still there or the uh school or? so it was like loco academy and they've since moved on i don't even think they train anymore i could be ignorant to that but i haven't heard anybody you know that's like that's just kind of like the story of wrestling school yeah i mean in you know my in 25 30 years um, I guess that's the one that's the one thing I guess makes it hard for guys a lot of guys that unfortunately don't make the right choice like you you kind of hustled and had someone look out for you but you see a lot of guys that just kind of end up with a school that doesn't have you know a lot a lot of so many schools just opened up and they don't have a promotion or anything for guys to start and then you know like that's something we've <clears throat> battled with for years but guys like you kind of you know, whether because you have someone politicking for you or you just kind of keep showing up and someone notices you and you keep trying to grind and push your way through. Um, just because we, we have a core of our students that we have to find spots mm -hmm. for, mm -hmm. you know, that come up through our school. So um, it's good. You kind of broke through. I know a lot of guys, Just you see a lot of guys and girls get discouraged, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. maybe they get with a school that's that doesn't, you know, and it's just harder yeah. for them to really kind of get their feet under them and get going and start getting on shows. Something that I noticed is like a lot of people, like I would go and train at these schools that had shows because hoping just to be like, hey, but even even if I'm not uh, getting on the event per se, I'm still learning and getting better mm -hmm. and networking with all the students there. So I'm not necessarily just doing something for, you know, X, Y, Z. That would be nice, but at least you're seeing me like, hey, Keep it. I even came down here and trained a couple of times, and it was an eye opener. Like, oh mm -hmm. man, I need to get my cardio up, and you know, do some. You know, all of us. We just went went back to. We were training at CZW at the time when we came here, mm -hmm. and we went back, and we were just like, blow drill, blow drill, blow drill. <laughs> your cardio needs are the way better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, just like you mentioned before about showing up and helping set up, and like you know, for for something for young people out there, if there's a young person in the business, wrestling business, wondering how. 
it's amazing how much that just kind of makes you stand out. Like for me, I remember seeing that, but I also always talk about MJF. I oh my gosh, like yeah. MJF would come down and I'm like saying to RJ and like Dean and there's like, cause he was good looking kid. He was in shape. And then I'm like, isn't that kid from like Jersey? I knew he was like a wrestle pro mm-hmm. guy from up mm-hmm. there. And then they'd be like, yeah, the dude comes down, he's helping set up. And I remember being like, dude, we got to, got to put this guy on a show or something. Yeah, he Like was, it just mm-hmm. kind of stood up, you know, like those yeah. kind of things really make you stand out, you know, for me being the promoter standpoint of just those extra things mm-hmm. of like you want to get opportunity and you want to get on a show and that hunger, mm-hmm. that desire to kind of break through. That kid had it, man. Yeah. I worked him when I, we both worked like when we were both like probably two years or probably like less than two years in. And man, I, that's one of my favorite matches. We just, it's on YouTube, but yeah, it's a pretty fun match. But you yeah. like know like when somebody's like really like got it, yeah. you know, and early on you could tell like he gets it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mikey Whitbrick has a very, very impressive track record of people that have come under his learning tree, and Max is one of them. And I was going to piggyback on that. I used to see Max at Ring of Honor. Whenever Ring of Honor would be at the the Hammerstein Ballroom, be right there for one of the first guys there. Who's that? Uh, MJF. Really? Um, Loading the barricades in, Mm -hmm. one of the last guys there, breaking the ring down. And I knew he was already on the kind of incline, and he never stopped. And look at him now. Yeah. So it says a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to show up. You got to be seen. Yep. Yep. Now, was this something you had always dreamed about, uh, being a professional wrestler? Is this a childhood dream or walk us Uh, through that journey? Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are kind of like that. Uh, I grew up just watching like old school WWF. Like my dad was a fan, but not like crazy over the top kind Mm -hmm. of fan. But we would just watch it casually on Monday nights and like I just I had all the action figures and then I kind of got out of it until I was about 10 years old. This is like the lamest how I got back into wrestling story. I had money for Christmas and I bought uh, I had a PlayStation Portable and mm-hmm. I bought a SmackDown vs. Raw 2006. And I was like, this is awesome. And then I just started watching Royal Rumble 2006 and then WrestleMania 22. And I just I was hooked. Mm-hmm. Like I was just <laughs> you, you you say that that's a, like the silliest way to get back into wrestling, but that's why the games even exist. That yeah. is, it, it's to it's to hook you yeah. back into it, the toys and everything, and they they kind of work hand in glove, mm-hmm. you know, because you mentioned you had all the figures, right? When I was a kid, yeah. yeah and then yeah. you grew up and you're into your game now, and then you know probably some of those same feelings you had when you were playing with your actual figures, you had those emotions stirred up inside of you, and then you're. Royal Rumble into WrestleMania. Yeah, I saw John Cena and Batista on the cover of that game. I was like, boy, oh boy, I got to get that. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. Right on. Now I steal all their moves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you could see John Cena on the cover of yeah, it because yeah. you know you can't see him. <laughs> That's yeah. like the longest running, like dumbest thing that still makes me laugh. Like oh, me too. The memes? Later, just the memes. Oh, I love them. You know, Dude, people, I love them. I'll just casually on Facebook or Twitter and see someone make a comment. You know, it'll, yeah, like, see, be, it'll like, be on the... I'll be like a TMZ promoting a like Fast and Furious movie, and I'll look, and then people in the comments will be like, "I don't who's on the co- like I don't see anybody." You know what I mean? Like, you just know that's a wrestling fan, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love him. Well, who's it's just Vin Diesel. What are you talking about? Vin Diesel's yeah. the only one on it. You know what I mean? It just makes me like burst out laughing because it's like that's obviously a wrestling fan. Yeah, who knew like, that that would a... last that yeah, long? It's right. still like and then, you know. But then you see people like, "What are you talking about?" Like you know, yeah. you just know right. a wrestling fan made that comment you know so when you were watching i got a, a follow-up to what you just mentioned when you were watching as a kid and you to, you know toys who was like i like to find out the era 
that you really were watching. So who was like your favorite growing up? My favorite growing up was like uh, Chris Jericho. It was my all time favorite. I just like I always like just remember the name, mm-hmm. and then I was like, dude, that's just a cool name. He looked cool, and I just I was a real big Chris Jericho fan. I was a big Chris Jericho fan too, but I'm a I'm a bit older than you. I was going down watching him and Lance Storm and Smoky Mountain as the Thrill Seekers. Oh yeah. You're taking when us I back was now. Him. I was uh-huh. a year or two in the business, and he was a couple years ahead of me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I went down to Smoky Mountain, and they were just a couple years in. They had just come to the states. Yeah, Cornette brought him in, and um, yeah, I was, um, yeah, I was just, you know, it was a a young, young, young Lionheart, Chris Jericho. Yep. But I remember then I was a I was a fan of him way back then, just watching and Lance Storm. I just watched them, and they were they were ahead of their time. For sure. You know, with the stuff they were doing. Yeah, I became a fan of him in ECW before he landed in WWF. Uh, but I was a very, I was really anti WCW, so I wouldn't even watch Nitro <laughs> at all. I was strictly WWF, so I wouldn't even watch it. <laughs> yeah, you it. that you had the WWF flag. Yeah, hard, bro. Like, I didn't, I would, maybe if the Nasty Boys were on, I would flip over to <laughs> ECW, but I really didn't. Like, I just was anti. Um, but I, when the ECW library started being put on tape, those pioneer videos, mm-hmm. and, you know, we really didn't get ECW down here. So I got to see a lot of the matches. And I remember I was like, oh, that's that guy that everyone talks about on WCW. He came from ECW, you know? So, yeah, remember how anticipated, like, his, his debut in, in WWE was so anticipated, like the build that mm-hmm. they did up to that. Like, I remember that. I mean, they just, I, I just saw the whole like Y2J thing. On, like, the greatest debuts yeah. of all time. And they, I th- they ranked his number one. Him and his, his, his and Taz. Raw, they yeah. were both around yeah. the same time period and those two like I, I can't really remember good. half the, the matches Y2J, i was ever in but i remember those i guess it was in was it around it was before 2000 right because they played off the that this is it coming. was 99 it wasn't it it was 99 yeah 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 because yeah, okay. they played the off the remember right. every, yeah. remember everybody do you remember i was showing our age you remember like People legitimately thought yeah. at midnight clocks would stop, computers would die, was stop everything. Ninety nine <laughs> when it turned two thousand because they think computers weren't programmed for it. They legitimately right. thought like, right, we were satellites gonna go black. were going to we fall. Gonna, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah I yeah. remember that. So they yeah. were playing. So it they off played of off of that. Right, and he came you in. Know. Yeah. But it, that was like a perfect build. Like, you know what I mean? It was just, and then when that day came, like you were just excited, you know, when it was finally time for him to arrive. Like I, I, that sticks out in my mind as one of. Well, when I got back into it in like 2006, he was mm-hmm. coming back. He came back in December of 07. And I, but he was, was always like the guy I would go back because they still had WWE Network on demand. Oh like, yeah. So yeah. I would watch all that old stuff and I'm like, oh man, Jericho, like that's my dude. Mm-hmm. And then like he was coming back and I was like, this is my dude. He's got a new haircut, sparkly vest. I'm like, this is awesome. But he didn't say anything. That's the time when he came out and he would just keep smiling. Do you remember he came oh, out I and he wouldn't that. like he wouldn't say yeah. anything. He would just be like smiling and and yeah. then he started to do his promos and he was totally different. He wasn't like yelling Jericho, young mm-hmm. man. But he was like he was almost like a Ric Flair version or like a. He's a great man. example of a guy that's just like much like Undertaker and a few others that just. Madonna. Got it, and yeah. and re- and re- mm-hmm. continue mm-hmm. to reinvent himself even to this day. Yeah. Now, yeah. are you also a Fozzie fan? I do like Fozzie. I like their uh, their first album. I was just like that was my jam back in the day. I don't really I haven't really gotten into like their newer stuff, but I mean, I hated is, the first album. Uh, I hated it, man. I, I, yeah. I such a strong word. It was, and I hated are you it. Kidding I, me? Enemy? That's a banger. I just didn't like it. I think I was just disappointed, and I think the reason why is because I heard his live performance mm-hmm. before I heard. 
the studio version and it tarnished it for me because it was not perfect and yeah. like it sounded like crap mm. and so from in my head i was like oh the whole thing is gonna suck and even when i tried to listen i had that in my yeah. head but i like the newer stuff like before the big shutdown i had tickets to go see yeah. fozzy down at baltimore soundstage well tna like used their that song in a promo package so everybody was like oh jericho is gonna go to tna so i was like i'm gonna watch tna like and i got into like some 06 like tna but never happened Christian Cage is cool. Yeah, that was the good yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was when it was hot because that yeah. was when we came back mm -hmm. um, after a and couple we, years. We were they were coming in, you know, yeah, giving we us a little a bit of, of it. Yeah, and Chris Daniels, Petey Williams, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. We were getting a rub off the TNA guys. Yes, indeed. Jay Lethal, I remember. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, yeah. all right. So, at what point then did you say this is where I want to go? Like when you graduated high school? Like what did you? So I started while I was in high school. Mm -hmm. So I was started training my senior year. I just got done playing football. It's weird. I never really like worked out while I played football. I guess I'm an idiot. But like I started training, like working out. And a guy, uh, Chuck Payne, he's going around on like the Indies a little I bit. I know Chuck. Yeah. yeah he, H he, we he went came, to high school together. Yeah. He came with you when you started coming to the birthday parties. Right. Yeah. And he, so he told me I was too small to wrestle because he had just started. And I was like. Okay, dude. And then he saw me a couple of weeks later. I was at a Wawa, but I was just, you know, he, I guess his, he was in a different mood that day. But he was like, oh, yeah, I'm training uh, with uh, this guy in Philly if you want to come. And that was like March of 2014. You I went, were still in high school at the time? Yeah. I went that Monday. I told I told Kmart. I'm like, yeah, I need off Monday. <laughs> Sorry. Shout out Kmart. Yeah, I used to be Emart from Kmart. So I was, was working like... at Chuck E. Cheese when I started wrestling. Yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah. Oh. When I when I first came around, I was working at Old Navy. Yeah. Remember that? Fridays. Yeah. Right. Shout out to Chuck E. Cheese. I can't work weekends anymore. Yep. I'm a pro wrestler. Yep. You know. So I went and trained. I learned uh, how to bump, and then I just kind of just did it every week since. So Chuck Payne was talking about Keener when he was like, I know this guy that you, yeah. you could train with. Okay, at the Lighthouse. Yep, and we went there. Uh, it was him and, uh, I don't know if you guys know, Primetime Teddy Fine. He was a PWU guy. Philly oh, I guy. know Primetime. He used to be tag team partners with Drew Blood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah That's uh, he was one of my trainers. He helped me tremendously. I still talk to him to this day, come up with ideas. And, you know, it just, it was, I remember going to, seeing, going to PWU in Philly, and he would be there. And he, like, took my soda one time on a show. I was like, well, you owe me money, so I'm taking this off my training. Uh, but then I remember Keener. <laughs> and, right? Yeah. That sounds best. like something Mark Schrader would yeah, say. That was yeah. So this, Mark Schrader. I'm taxing you on this mm -hmm. with $2. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was my $2. Yeah. But, yeah. And then uh, I just remembered seeing him from PWU, and then I uh, just kind of bonded with Mike really, like, ever since. I talked to Mike pretty much every single day of my life. That's awesome. Yeah. It's funny with the connections. Like, a lot of the times I'm getting to know you, mm -hmm. um, but it turns out, like, we've walked the same paths uh, <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, you had mentioned CZW at some point. Was that a little bit later after? So that was, like, 2015, 2016, because we just kind of stopped going over to Philly. It didn't really make sense. Uh, all the guys were that were training were from Philly. I mean, we're from Jersey, so it was like, Let's find somewhere in between. And that was right in Blackwood, mm -hmm. which is like five minutes from like where I was living. So we all just kind of would carpool there, train, and I would just brush shoulders with a lot of guys that were going up there. It's kind of, I met Leo in 
uh, when he was down here. But then I remember seeing him at Dojo Wars and just kind of getting to know him there. And then brush shoulders with Drew Gulak, trained with him a couple times. I, so many guys just came through there, and I just would learn from. See, you know, for all of the flack that CZW gets mm-hmm. from the internet wrestling community, they have been bought up so much on this podcast, if not for anything else but just a place to train. And mm-hmm. I, for one, not just because I was a part of CZW for so many years, but I just hope uh, that in some future they can get themselves back together to having a training facility that can kind of be on the you know the roadmap of NYWC up in New York, you know Maryland Championship Wrestling or MCW mm-hmm. Pro down here in Maryland. You know, in the middle of the Philly Jersey area, you got the CZW because it's important. And, you know, our guests, we've had so many guests. Lots of history. Have they relaunched their shows or anything? I I think there's something coming up. I've heard something. I've heard something. Yeah, but I don't don't know what it is. They haven't announced anything. They haven't announced anything. But, you know, they changed the logo. Everything's hearsay until they announce. Exactly. They tweeted soon, about two months ago. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll hear about uh, some more on your journey and some other places that you've worked since then. So stay with us, and we'll be right back. All right, and we are back with uh, the classic. That's right. Eric Martin. That's right. So um, before we were talking about all the places you were kind of grinding your way through and getting into different promotions and schools and just kind of grinding your way up and then in i guess it was 2019 you get invited to the roh the ring of honor dojo mm-hmm. yeah it was uh i was talking to will ferrara it was actually at mcw i wrestled nick camarado um i was talking to uh will he was like hey you just come down and train um so i came down a couple for a couple training sessions and then i went to germany trained at wxw and i came back and they were like who are you and i was like Oh, Merrick, you remember? And then uh, Will was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I told him you can come train down here. And I was like, that's cool. So that's how I got into the Ring of Honor Dojo. <laughs> so, so push pause on ROH Dojo for a minute. You went to Germany. How long were you in Germany? I was in Germany for six weeks. Uh, I was training at uh, WXW Wrestling Academy with uh, Timothy Thatcher and uh, Walter. Gotcha. Yeah. Really? So, so did you work fun. shows while you were over there? And So I was going to do one show for them because somebody got hurt. They worked it out. But I wound up going and wrestling in Holland, uh, which was pretty cool. Like I was at um, uh, Pro Wrestling Holland, the original name. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, uh, that was a cool experience. I went to Amsterdam, and then, but it was Super Bowl Sunday, so I had to get back to the Irish pub and yeah. watch the most boring Super Bowl game of my life, <laughs> Patriots and Rams. That's interesting. So for people coming up too, so like in that situation, what I guess did you kind of finance your own trip to get over there just to kind of get contacts? And so yeah, I had I had reached out to them, and then they kind of went cold on me and like weren't answering me. I was like, oh, what's going on? And then they followed up, and they were like, listen, we'll we'll take care of like we'll match the original price that we originally set on because I guess the price went up. And I was like, okay, I'll come out. And then I came, I went out in January of twenty twenty eighteen. 20, no, 2019, there we go, and then came back. Yeah, so that's a, that's a good experience that a lot of guys don't get. So, I mean, you've really, in the five or six years, you know, kind of bounced around a bit. Yeah. Kind of grinded your way through a lot of stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I've been trying to train. I, I just like picking brains and, and like, kind of learning different styles because, like, there's always that, like, fla- their flavor of ice cream. It's just, There's a bunch of different ways to do stuff in wrestling, and I'm, I'm just trying to learn a lot of them and get booked. <laughs> well, and so you've been with the dojo now. Well, I guess – 
is the do are the, is the dojo back up and running now? It's kind of push pause for a while. Yeah, we're still. I think they're still on, on the pause because I think some stuff is like wonky with their training facility. I'm not totally. It's above my pay grade. Uh, right. But I mean, but I you've still, been popping up on. You've been doing stuff on TV and been getting on the TV tapings and things like that. Little bits and pieces get yep. dripped in. Yeah, that's so, kind of how you work your way in. Yeah. yeah. So I've just been you know showing up doing doing the ring crew stuff. They take care of us and you know. I just try to have the best matches I can when I go out there, and you know I think next time I go out there, I'm just gonna just leave it all out there and just show them like this is what I got. Mm-hmm. And one thing I noticed about you from a promoter standpoint, you've really transformed your body. Yeah, and been focusing a lot on your body. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, which makes all the difference in the world because it's you know it's a cosmetic business. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's also an, uh, something else that it makes you know promoters and all stand out. Like, man, this guy's really going the extra mile. You know, um, to you know, pr- to present as a total package. Of yeah, what, you know, people want to see. Well, I mean, I look, I look around at the Ring of Honor Dojo, and like you got Joe Keys, and you got Dante Caballero, and even mm-hmm. Ken Dixon. That dude's pretty. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, man, I got to listen to TV it business. Up. I never understood with young guys and so many. I mean, it's a thing you see a lot in the indies, and you'll, you know, like it amazes me that guys don't understand. You know, like the the person that you always, they'll always, I'll, I'll hear, they try to make the argument is like a Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen as a guy that's not, you know, like a body guy. But I was like, yeah, but you're talking about a guy that's so unbelievably talented. Oh, God, he's special. You know what I mean? He's yeah. special. He's like so ridiculously talented. And like, so you're trying to use that as your reason for not working out and getting yourself into shape laziness to appear that you, so you're going to compare yourself to a guy that you don't even have one iota of yeah, the talent, the talent yeah. you know what i mean it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. like it's just it's something that you would think it would come natural that if you're just if you're going to make it to that level if you're going to get to AEW or yeah. well, you know and and the gold standard has always been you know what is WWE looking for and it's no secret that they've always looked for the bigger larger than life guys i mean rumor has it that you know they're putting out the edict that they will not be hiring anybody over the age of 30 or that isn't you know that big you know superhero physique and um you know which <laughs> I know everybody has opinions about that, um, but if you want to be noticed, you have to look like what they're looking for, right. you know? So Yeah. I mean, I've put on a lot of size. I just, I, I went and, cause see, I think a lot of guys aren't educated on physical fitness, and a lot of the general population needs help with right. stuff. Um, I was a personal trainer. I've, I just love fitness. But, however, I went and got a coach. It's a guy I've worked with in the past. He's a good friend of mine, does bodybuilding training, but I'm one of his lifestyle clients. And I've put a lot of wrestlers onto him, and they've worked with him. And, you know, he's really helped me transform my physique and really optimize my food. So the way I present it to people, it's like that helped me take the thinking out of it. So I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat. I don't have to think about what I'm going to train that day. It's like, it's already laid out for me. Now, how much consistency and effort and hard work I put in that falls on me. So not being educated really isn't an excuse. I don't think, uh, cause there's tons of information available on the web on, Mm -hmm. on YouTube Mm -hmm. alone. Like I've learned a little bit myself and I'm like, guys, you, you can really go out there and you can transform your body if you really want to, if you Mm -hmm. really want it, I think, that shows it just shows that you care about your general health as right. opposed to just 
hey, I'm working out for wrestling. It's like, no, man, like you should work out to be healthy. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and people, I'm, I'm a certified personal trainer as yeah. well. And people just work out wrong, you know, and, yeah. or, you know, they'll put all these hours into the gym, but not into the kitchen. And, you know, it, it makes such a big difference when you can look at it from a whole body perspective and, you know, all the things that you need to do, all the parts that need to be in play in order for you to achieve those goals. Because so many guys, you see them, you know, in the gym, they're there every day and yeah. they look exactly the same as when they first walked in the door at the gym. You know, years later, they still look the same. Well, they're doing something wrong, right. obviously. Yeah. yeah, but those guys are still a little bit more healthy than the guy that doesn't even get in there. Like I, well, I yeah, I'm not knocking know. that, but it's just if you want to make a transformation, it's more than just picking up the same weights over and over again, yeah. or you know what I mean. Doing the same workout that you did when you were in high school weightlifting class is not what you need, you know, at different stages of your life. Like there's just different ways to work out and different things to switch up, and you know ways to trigger that muscle memory and get it going and you know get your body to change yeah. so it's it's really a whole package i see so many guys just in wrestling that come up to me now and just like talk to me about i'm like i'm far from a body guy but like i'm i've like you said like i've gotten a little bit bigger and right. just trying to you know and they'll talk to me about stuff i'm like yeah man like could you imagine like if you were like you know 10 pounds less how much better you would be and they're like yeah, I know, but I'm like, yeah, look, yeah, but not my vocabulary. The answer should have been yes. Like, yeah, that's it. Just, just like, stop there. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Up you. Well, that <laughs> <laughs> was very argument. The answer should have been yes. But yeah, we used to go work out actually when he got back, when he made his big comeback and he was in the best shape of his life. Oh, we were going to because that was when I got my personal trainer cert, um, certificate. Actually, we would go to uh, Forza 24 hour gym and we would work out as ex husband and wife. But, you know, mm. um, it was. Yeah. You got to yeah. you got to do all that. So, well, well yeah. that's great. Well, it's paying off, clearly. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the other guys at the dojo were my reason for, you know, transforming my body because it's like I got to compete with Absolutely, these, these yeah. They're my friends, but they're my competition, mm -hmm. too. Right. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. You ain't right. no slouch. Right. So speaking of, uh, you know, the ROH dojo and getting yourself transformed, tell us a little bit about that opportunity that you had to be in the Future of Honor tournament, something that launched Leo Rush. Uh, into the stratosphere um, in some regard. and So at the time, Future of Honor was just like a uh, like an event that they were having uh, here. They were started at the Monster Factory, but it really excelled here. Um, so I actually wasn't in a tournament per se, but I was. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking the top prospect. I'm sorry. The yeah, top right. Prospect tournament. I, I wish they brought the top prospect. I mean, I'm sorry to the other guys. You know, just... <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm the tallest. Tallest prospect. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, I, I wrestled Ryo and I wrestled uh, Robbie. And I believe I had a uh, four-way with uh, Dak Draper, Sledge, and Ryo. Yeah, I remember the first Future of Honor actually was all the way up in, I think, Centralville, PA. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Way back in 2017, I think it was, 2016. It was a lot of years ago. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... Ryo, another another MCW mm -hmm. homegrown. So yeah, we had him on the cast not too long ago. Mm -hmm. And so you were immersed with a lot of MCW guys, uh, yeah. you know, still doing the Future of Honor and and in the ROH dojo. So yeah, you had a good track record with ROH. Yeah. That's why I wore the polo. Love, <laughs> love that Ryo. Well, and, you know, I, this goes back to like the the area that we're in. This area, we're just so close to everything, you mm -hmm. know, and and you're able to 
travel an hour or so and work with lots of different people. And um, in fact, I wanted to bring up uh, one of our most recent guests that we had on the air. Uh, she also has trained here as well as Trisha Dora. Oh. We just had Trish uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's just this great way that you can connect and meet other people and train and feed off of each other. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's great. Trish is great. She's mm-hmm. bringing it. She's doing great on Women of Honor, you know. But I mean, she would tra- she get into the boys and you know, throw us around or like, <laughs> you know, she brings it, man. She don't, yeah. she don't We talked back. a lot about that intergender yeah. wrestling with her when we yeah. had her on the air two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So, <clears throat> I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> I got some other things on the night format. I, I lost, totally up. lost my train of thought what I wanted to ask you. It just totally slipped. So, so future of honor, uh, let's talk about accolades, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, achievements. Um, I, I, I understand you were a former DCW tag team champion. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay. DC, I was DCW heavyweight champion. And that's Delaware. Yes, right? sir. Dynamite, Dynamite championship, Dynamite championship wrestling. wrestling. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ooh La La. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. okay. All right. I'll follow you. Monsieur Ooh La La. Yes, sir. Monsieur. Ooh La La. I love Ooh La La. Yes. Oh, he's great. He's the man. That guy's been around forever. Oh, he's great. He's worked some, a couple birthday parties around here for us. Of, I, I worked with him quite a lot in my early years and just going out there and just feeling it that was that's a big thing i also beat him by side headlock takeover so that's a good pat on the back for me <laughs> heck yeah, yeah baby what's that an dcw's got a show no, coming up on the what's uh, the 18th are you on that one September I will, 18th? no i will not be on that one i'll be uh in north jersey for ecwa uh, wow yeah. And you are a former ECWA tag team champion. That's right. Just carrying, I just carrying right. so I many partners. Throughout the years. <laughs> and a former MCW. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That John Schuyler kid. He's uh, he's doing all right now, huh? <laughs> he must have got the rub for you. Did he get signed? I believe he's with Impact now. Signed I'm not with Impact. Totally he's sure. A talented guy. Yeah. If he's watching it, uh, John, I'm sorry if I'm wrong. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, text I saw me. something on. I saw something online recently. It sounded like he got signed. Yeah. He beat uh he beat um Matt Cardona on TV. So Wow, he beat nice. the GCW world heavyweight champion. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. That's great. Roll up. Good thing the belt wasn't on the line. Yeah, he's the heater. <laughs> so you've had a lot of tag team experience. Mm-hmm. So um are you do you see yourself as more of a tag team guy or would you like to be a more of a singles guy? What do you what do you see yourself? I mean, I'm pretty versatile. I can really mm-hmm. do either one. I'd spent a lot of years in tag team right. wrestling. Like a lot of places that I would go is just they'd be like, Oh, we need you we need a team. I'm like, All right, yeah, well, I got you. Like I've teamed with so many just different people. I'd be in like four different companies just teaming with like a million different people. Right. And, uh, <laughs> but like I learned probably the most, like me and Tyler like I was the more experienced of the two. Just I had a year on him, and just he's not in the business anymore. But whatever. Uh, Skyler taught me so much. Teaming with him was just like I got it, and we, I mean we were putting some pretty like really good positions. We gave you guys here. some good matches. Yes, sir. Uh, um, yeah, we gave yeah. you guys some good matches. Yeah, this was, was probably like I love teaming with Tyler. That guy's is like one of my best friends now. But teaming with Skyler was just so informative and educational because uh, he's worked with so many people. Right. And he's just passing that knowledge down to me. And well, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Just wanted to mm-hmm. teach one. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of why when we wanted to put you guys together, that was kind of one mm-hmm. of the, the, the thought process. And yeah. for our fans listening, they were the outlaws. 
Saviors. The same. Oh, same. (laughs) Well, no, it's it's okay because I probably called you the outlaws. I think I announced you one time. That's cool. I mean, we were a couple of outlaws. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? I was confusing it with the Appalachian Outlaws because they were kind of ending their thing here at MCW, and then you guys came in. It's easy to get me and Bo confused. We're both pretty jacked. I get it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Here I was like trying to clarify. Back to me, the Appalachian Outlaws. That was awesome. They were awesome. Yeah, yeah. they were great. Yeah, Bo Nakoda. Yeah. I'm not sure. I feel like um, the year-long shutdown with everything. Yeah. Um, a lot. It ended a lot of people's careers. Yeah, and, and at some least people put it on hi- hiatus. Or, for, yeah, yeah, like you know, for temporary. Whether it's temporarily or it seems like there's a lot of guys that haven't come back. Well, and I think kind of if I'm not mistaken, Bonacota lived quite a ways away. And maybe yeah. there just wasn't anything around for him to do it. Yeah, so I, I believe he was one of our guys who traveled two or three hours for every he show did. to get well, here. He really so, lived in the Appalachian Mountains. I don't know <laughs> if he did that, but like, you know, he lived somewhere that was a distance. So probably all that stuff just shriveled up and died during the shutdown, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. He probably just had nowhere to go. So Yeah, and I guess there's a lot of indie promotions that haven't come back, too, huh? Well, it seems like some of the bigger oh, ones. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Eric, did you ever make your way up to NYWC and do anything with them? I worked there once. They did a uh, show with the Monster Factory, but mm-hmm. I've always brushed past with um, a lot of guys from up there. Um, like Rex Lawless is like yeah. a really good, you know, buddy of mine. Like every time I see him, it's just like it's like we never miss each other. It's just I, you know what I mean. Like I, wrestling's weird like that. You can just go up to people and be like. You don't even say you have to say what's up. It's just you start a conversation. It's just he's one of those guys that I've never had a problem just talking to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Dan, for a little while when I was a New Yorker, NYWC was kind of like my, I, I dare say it was like my MCW. It was more or less my home fed that was I. Was that uh, Mikey's? That's my, it was, yeah. it was, yeah. And um, they have so many different uh, students that have gone on, yeah. John Silver, uh, Alex Reynolds, both on mm-hmm. AEW. Is John Silver, in, is he a Mikey guy? Yeah, he's a Mikey guy. To- well, see, it was Tony Meese uh, and Trent Moretta who really were the head trainers, you know, but Mikey definitely had his hand in training a lot of those guys and providing um, a school and then the shows to support, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you're going to, you got to pay your dues and come to training and, you know, help out on shows and, and get was, on. It was really good for them because they also rented out their license, right? If I'm yes, not mistaken. Yeah. And, They'd be like, hey, man, some of my boys need to get on. Yeah. Like, that's smart. I mean, like, that's a great way. That's how I got. I I was I was I wrestled on. a. That's how I got going when I started wrestling in 92 and 93 a ways back. Um, Dennis, who's my partner now at MCW, he was running a promotion then and he did ring rentals and he did a ton of ring rentals. And that's he was like, can you do ring rentals? And I was like. Well, I he needed, you know, I, I was a young guy and he wasn't he wasn't making much for the ring rentals, but I was like, I'll do them if you can get me on the show. So, you know what I mean? If I can, if I can wrestle. So I was, you know what I mean? I started getting I, one of the things that helped me out. I started getting on a lot of shows because he would say, you got to use my guy. You know what yeah. I mean? I tell the promoters, I got a guy <laughs> He's or bringing two. bringing the ring. I mean? right? Yeah, I'm bringing the ring. I got a guy or two. I got it. You got to get on the show. Yeah. yeah. And then like Chad, Austin. Um, would do it with us a lot. Yeah. And we would get other guys here and there, but I was a constant like always. So it was again, that that's why I think too, like I kind of respect that. And that stands out to me, like talking about guys showing up and helping out mm-hmm. and doing extra. Cause it's kind of how I broke in and how I got, you know, started getting around and 
getting shows. I did that. I'll go haul the ring to you know what I mean. Yeah. But if it, mm-hmm. I don't care if it can. I didn't even care if I got paid to wrestle. He just you, you know, know you're just happy he, to be there. He Dennis would always like buy me a hot dog or something the hot dog dog and a handshake to put up the ring but if i got to wrestle i didn't care yeah 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 Yeah, the connections the connections that are made when you're kind of that journeyman style of like getting getting yourself all the way up and you guys sometimes you gotta you know sometimes you gotta make these really long drives and you know it, it, it might not always be worth it but like you're doing it i mean i've made so many just long drives and i'm just like I've heard I hear people complain about it. I'm like like people in my everyday life they're like oh I gotta drive like two hours to go do something oh about I know. two hours <laughs> right. like, I drove 14 hours in Nashville just because I was mm-hmm. gonna punch somebody in the face no but <laughs> it was just like oh man 14 hours compared to that I'm like and I would drive back like mm-hmm. we did a trip to Florida 16 hours down did our thing came back just right away right no hotel yeah, so it was like I would go up to Boston and all yeah. a lot of yeah. them, I, and I'd always think the same thing when I'd hear people complain about like that's so far, and it's like that's thirty minutes. I'm like, well, I would drive when I was young, up eight hours, wrestle, yeah. turn around, and I get to even think about getting a hotel. Yeah, yeah. Tell people that I drove eight we, hours. We I'm did there those for girl shows. We drove yeah. to Massachusetts every yeah. month. You know, and we're there for even... an hour or two, and yep. you do the man, you turn around, and you drive eight hours I'd, back. And, I would, yeah. yeah, I'd go you straight know. to work. I, we'd get yeah. back at six in the morning. I'd be at work by seven. Like no sleep. You know, yeah, yeah it's, it's the life. It it is, and it's it. You're right. When people outside of wrestling hear you talk about it, they're like, "What?" Oh my. Like, I. I guess it was two years ago, I took my mom and my kids to the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. and to Las Vegas and stuff. And they're like, how are we getting from place to place? And then we went to Phoenix. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to drive. And they're like, but it's like five hours. Each segment, like I, I booked this whirlwind yeah. vacation, right? And each segment was like five hours apart. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to rent a car and drive. And they're like, what? And then we're going to go to the Grand Canyon. We're, and they're like, we're going to do stuff after you drive? I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. Like, that's just what you do. Yeah, you guys can sleep in the car, I guess. <laughs> right. I, like, I I'm fine. Four and uh, five hours? That's yeah, no Red big Bull. deal. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Give me a, exactly. Give me a bang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it's just a different lifestyle, you mm-hmm. know? Like, and people, that could have been people taken don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Several different ways. I wasn't going to say anything. I'll bang energy drink, please. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me... <laughs> we just got sidetracked. Anyway, here. key lime pie is my favorite flavor. How about you? It's an acquired See, now, taste. I like... I tell you, have you had the Mountain Dew energy drinks? I have not. I actually I don't like, like Mountain Dew. I don't like... I, I like the blue they're, kind. They're, I like, like the blue one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I that's like the that only blue, one. Yeah. I don't like Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah. I was never a the, dude, dude. I don't really drink soda. Like, I don't know. I don't enjoy it. Um, Eric, any, uh, you know, I'm just rattling off companies that I've been associated with and involved with. Any um, beyond wrestling for you? Did you make your way up to uh, Rhode Island or? I've never wrestled for beyond. I just did IWTV 100. Oh, uh, you were? Oh, okay. Yeah, I wrestled Kevin Blackwood on there. So that was pretty That's sick. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a really fun match. Like, that was like. That All was right, one man. of his best matches. Well. What can I say? You bought it out of <laughs> No, but yeah, no, I just, I really just got to, I'm trying to network with uh, Drew and just mm-hmm. try to. Well, that was a great event to be on because that was, you know, IWTV is kind of in bed with beyond the yeah. uncharted territory and a lot of their program comes from that area. So yes, sir. That was a good look for you. All right. Well, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll get right back on to some more of your accomplishments and achievements. So stay with us. All right, back here, MCW Cast, right here in the studio, live with our guest, the classic Eric Martin. Now, I have been mentioning that moniker uh, quite a bit. 
mm-hmm. including um our episode of Breakthrough mm-hmm. uh, that you performed on, and I was had the pleasure of announcing you for the very first time. Where did that come from? So I was old school Eric Martin when I made my debut at uh, DCW. Mm-hmm. Like that was the first time because I, I originally started wrestling as Kid USA. Uh, yeah. I love it. Heck yeah, baby. Yeah. So many people a, do like a USA I still got a, gimmick, patriotic I, I still got a burner. Started. It works. It's burner, easy, yeah. burner Kid USA account. It's the, like, the worst kept secret in Twitter. Um, but when I started doing uh, stuff as like me, I was old school Eric Martin. Uh, Keener asked one of his friends, like, what do you think of him? Like, I had like this old school look. I had a red satin jacket, mm-hmm. towels, and then... Um, I was just, I would cut promos like, I wrestled Tito Santana, and then I wrestled Tito Santana um, at ECWA, and it just kind of kept rolling from there. Tyler Stone debuted, and we were at training the one night, and this kid did something, and we, like, roasted him, and like, you should have seen his face! Classic! Like, just quoting uh, The Hangover, and then, sure enough, we were just like, oh, (laughs) we're the classics. You had the hammer Tyler Stone. Old school Eric Martin, the classics. And then when he stopped wrestling, I was like, people would just call me, yo, classic. Like, so I just kind of rolled with it. And that's where I got classic Eric Martin from. And that's how a lot of names and stuff like that just kind of evolved from. Just like guys joking and cutting up and busting chops. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, before we... Uh, <laughs> like Stone Cold yeah, and Michael yeah, shout out to um. <laughs> Before we started taping this episode, we were talking. I was reminiscing. There was a guy in. A, I don't know if you were in here. Were you in here? When I was you saw Michael Apaka. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was here. Yeah, I was this, listening. Yeah, to this guy Michael Apaka, um, who back in the early '90s came up with this big idea, and he was going to come down the wrestling school. Uh, it was the Monster Factory in Baltimore, run by Dwayne Gill at the time. Oh. And um, he debuted to us. His new name was going to be. Stone Cold Michael Apaka, and um, that was years before, you know, Steve Austin, and we said to him, Stone Cold, what a dumb name. <laughs> Didn't, yeah. what did you say, Axel said it was the dumbest yeah, name Axel, ever or something? Axel, so that's the dumbest name ever, like, and then he he was like, oh, okay, and we were like, yeah, and then years later, uh, Steve Austin <laughs> made millions and millions of dollars off of Stone Cold. So I guess we were wrong. Home, yeah. like, Michael we Parker. guess we were wrong. You know what I mean? Pissed He's probably sitting home guys. today he, in 2021 going, damn. Like, <laughs> that cost yeah. me a lot of money. I, I trusted them when they said that's the dumbest name ever. He was 100% just punching the air as soon as like yeah. that just dropped on TV. He's like, yeah. this yeah. dude, are you serious, dude? <laughs> Maybe not right away, but after about... 327th t-shirt <laughs> that, that was all over Monday Night Raw. And, you know, there probably... was a time where you could walk into like, you could walk into your Walmart and see a Stone, Stone Cold, Cold Steve Cold Austin shirt, yeah. shirt he, there. It was probably driving him crazy. He, he's just sitting there, he's like, I say what all the time? Like, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> yeah. He so. stole his whole gimmick. Oh, man. So, oh, um, man, I, I guess for you, for a guy coming up that's kind of pushing through trying to get his break, it's exciting times in, in pro wrestling. Um, you know, for a long stretch there, um, it was just like, say, WWE, and that was the only place to go. Now you got, like, Ring of Honor where you're put AEW's breaking through. You got Impact. Um, MLW is on television. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of, you know, your your top indies and places. Just it seems like a really good time for a young guy trying to push through, and everybody's kind of grabbing talent. 
Um, mm-hmm. Something like AEW Dark is seems like a great place for a lot of guys. You know, a lot of guys are getting opportunities because they get a lot of views. But I, I guess uh, you know, it's a, it's a good time to kind of be in a position where you're in to kind of and the age that you are. Yeah, and they, yeah, you know, yeah. you're you're right. You're prime real estate right yeah. now for. Uh, <laughs> You know, just cultivating into a future star, and I think that we're probably starting to see the beginnings of that. Right, and obviously, I'm I'm sure you're real happy with the opportunities and all that you're getting in Ring of mm-hmm. Honor. Um, you know, but just everything kind of it just seems like it seems like a you know a good a yeah, good time. Somebody said uh, he's like, yeah, man, six foot three, two hundred forty pounds, sounds like a Johnny Ace guy to me. FCW champion. I was like, don't ever say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Jinxing me. Well, I'll tell you, it's a testament to anyone that's tuning in, that's thinking about stepping out of the crowd and getting into the ring and, and you know, going on the journey. Sometimes it takes 10 years. Yeah. You you yeah. you said you started at 16. Uh, 18. I started at oh, 18. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, I mean, I'll take 16. Yeah. Marrow, I'm 24 now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but, but it takes a while. Yeah. It ain't going to happen overnight. Right. I know what I wanted to ask you about when I had, like, a, a brain lapse earlier on. Um. It was it was kind of going back to what you talked about in the beginning. I was just curious. You were in high school when you started wrestling. Mm-hmm. Did you tell people you were training to wrestle, or was it something like you? Towards the end of senior year, I was like, "Yeah, no, I can't do anything on Monday. Like I'm going to wrestling training. They're like wrestling, like that ended in December. I'm like, Psh, dog, no, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm body slamming, dude. So watch it. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. And at that time, I started putting on a little bit of size compared to like how i when i played football so i was just like man which is like weird my coach was like wait you you'll work out for the wwf but not (laughs) not football i'm like i guess i'm dumb i don't know (laughs) but yeah it's kind of you know my journey was just started there interesting i always wonder that like guys like the briscoes you remember i remember (laughs) yeah the briscoes they were in high school when they were wrestling and they were doing on they were doing shows yeah, um, and they used to bring out like the whole football team to watch them. Yeah, like, they man. would pack they, that place with their high school. When we did the shows in Laurel, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, Laurel, a oh, Laurel, Laurel, yeah. High Laurel yeah, Delaware, yeah. They, so I took a uh, poetry class in my senior year. My uh, girlfriend at the time was in there. I had asked her a prom or whatever, but like with a poem, it was really good. <laughs> Probably the greatest poem I've ever written. Uh, so anyway, he, uh, uh, my teacher, she what's it called i was like doing this final project and i was just like wrestling and working i didn't finish the project i wrote yeah i'm training to be a wrestler all this stuff and then she just like gave me a hundred and then just asked me about it it turns out she was like a big like big fan so i was like oh yeah like i've been doing this since like march like you know just started talking to her about it and i got a hundred on my final because of wrestling wow one time i was in a car with keenan creed and um a former w- or MCW referee D Edwards and we got stopped going across the Bay Bridge or something and we mentioned that we were going to to a show and that we were doing a part of a wrestling show and I truly believe that the trooper whoever it was stopped this was intrigued by like oh yeah where and just totally got off of <laughs> what it was that we got stopped for and was kind of like in awe um, you know, obviously we're not, you know, the rock and everybody like that, right. but just hearing that, oh, you guys are pro wrestlers? Well, where's the show? Yeah. Right. Oh, so right now we're heading there right now. Oh, you right. know, we're it's, late. It's funny you bring that up because we were just talking about Stone Cold. So I was going to uh, Penn State to just uh, not for school, just a party. And then uh, <laughs> so I'm on my way there and I'm, I literally just left training and I'm like trying to get up there because I'm meeting people and I'm I'm getting there 
and it turns into a work zone. So the speed dropped, and this cop just as soon as I crossed, I was like, brother. So I my eyes were like red because I was tired. I do not partake in anything else. But we were just uh, what's it called? I had my wrestling stuff in the back, and I was like, dude, I'm beat. Like I worked all day. Like I'm you know I'm a wrestler. He's like wrestler. Like what kind of wrestler? Like at state college? I'm like, I wish, dude. No, like uh, like professional wrestler. Like, like Stone Cold. I was like, dude, this dude just lost his mind. He was like, I was like, dude, I can show you my my suitcase. I got all my stuff in there. Like, he goes, oh man. He started asking me. He's like, listen, man, just slow down. Don't want to have have you come up here for a ticket or whatever. I'm like, that's cool. Thank you so much. And then, yeah, Snow Cold got me out of a ticket. Shout out to Steve Austin. Wow. Nice. Well, you gotta imagine who would who would think of that as a as a way to get out of something. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. a pro wrestler. Like, right. you know, right. I've heard that one before. But yeah, they probably yeah. always hear everything but <laughs> right. That. Yeah. But, but it's like, funny though. How many people are like closet wrestling fans? Like, yeah. I had a job interview. I'm a I'm a college professor, and I had a job interview at the college like six or seven years ago. And my second interview question was, "Do you know Ric Flair?" And I was like. Well, I've met him. Yeah. And okay, great. Can you start next week? Um, sure. Wait, did they research that... you or something? <laughs> well, it was like a friend of a friend referred me oh, to the job, right? But it was like a it was like a job that like random question. It was like they had an open <laughs> position. It was not anything it was not a job I'd ever worked in my life. Like I'd never been like a receptionist type person. Like, right, you know, yeah, and I was yeah. like, Oh, okay, but it was one of those foot in the door things. And so it was like a friend of a friend of a friend. Oh yeah, she she likes wrestling. And yeah. so that was like legit my second interview question. And I was like, Yeah, I do you want an autograph? Like, I can do this. I'm just, like, imagining they're just, like, I have, like, four questions. If they say yes to any of them, they're hired. Right. So it's, like, do you know Ric Flair? <laughs> yeah? Oh, my yeah, God. Right. What? Yeah. Like, right. blown away. Right. He goes, cool. I don't have to ask any of these other ones. Right. Can you type? Do you yeah. know how to say Interview it? over. You're hired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Reading, writing, like, really. criminal background. Yeah, that was pretty much what it was like. Like, That's here, are you know Rick Flair? Okay, great. Now go get your background check. Like, I mean, it was really That's awesome. <laughs> so bear that in mind. Just be a genuine person. Don't lie. Bring up things that are relevant. Exactly. And who knows? Tell them you're a pro you wrestler. Never you're know. a pro wrestler. If it is yeah. the case, you know. And I will say, as a teacher, like, it makes me the cool teacher. Yeah. You know, because yeah. oh, like, yeah. if you mess around, I'm going to body slam you. You know, no, I'm really not. But like, <laughs> the students will always be like, can you do that? You know, yeah, of course. And they'll always ask, have you met so and so? Like, that's the the whole list the students only ever want to know who you've met but you know and it's probably the same for like police officers and mm -hmm. everybody else like they yeah. just they want a connection with who they see on tv mm -hmm. and you were that connection or you were that connection yeah. you know what i mean so I think and it, you of course arrested stone cold steve austin so you have a completely you. different yeah. I've been connection that for <laughs> yeah, i was gonna drop that i was gonna be like yeah, yeah i know I, the I, cop I, that arrested I, him man i will <laughs> drop it they, about they make, every other month on did they Facebook. make a figure of you is there uh, like a is there like a place no but i posted <laughs> something no no someone sent because i i joke about it so much like i'll always get like inboxes and somebody sent me a picture and they were they was two police officers, but they were they were Terminator from the Terminator series, and they put them next with to a Stone, Stone Cold, Cold and sent me, and and then I posted it. Obviously a joke, because like a lot of people were like, they're all they're like the Terminator 
police, but some people were like, holy crap, man, WWE gave you a... Yeah, 24 <laughs> years later, they gave a figure to the jabroni we're, cop. We're running out of people. Austin. We're running out of people. <laughs> we need more figures. We need... Who was that guy that arrested Austin? You remember that, that still extra? posts about it on Facebook 24 years later? You know, yeah. yeah. So, no, I didn't. I didn't, but I made a post. And then I was sorry that I did because I had a lot of inbox of people like this. I and I'm like, it. Man, oh, man, it was a joke. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Everything's for real on like, social not, media. I didn't really. People like, where do they? Where are they putting those figures at? Where do I get them? Like, dude, collectors. Right. But you, know? you can get a custom figure made. Yeah, you, you can. can do that. Can you, you do that now? Yeah, I um, I had uh, one. What's for... the number? <laughs> kids have a the kids have a bruiser one. Do they actually? Really? They oh, do. And awesome. then um, I made one. I took a Stephanie McMahon because when my little one was little, he wanted to have a mommy action figure as a ring announcer. So I know. So I took a Stephanie McMahon one, like Attitude Era, when she had like the business suit, and um, I was like, oh, that looks like something I'd wear. And I have an art degree, so it wasn't really that hard to like so you change your hair stuff, color. Right. I even put my tattoos and everything on it. Oh, did yeah, you really? I did. That's awesome. Yeah, and then that was like in his Christmas stocking that year. So because that was what he asked for, and then like two years later, he got the RJ action figure. So they can be made. It's actually a really cool process. There's like they decapitate them, and then they put them in boiling water and like shape to reshape the head and peel off all the paint and stuff. It's actually really cool yeah. to watch oh, really? it. Yeah, yeah. So I tried to get into that when I was younger because like yeah. when I was a kid, I used to do like stop motion like wrestling oh, okay. matches and i was just yeah that's probably my most viewed youtube video is just like i made a cm punk versus like matt seidel video and i was just like evan born shared it i was like yo i'm cool. famous dog. <laughs> wow, yeah yeah i'll break it up really if like, he remembers but, um, it matt cardona mm -hmm. and um Brian Myers. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Right. They yeah, have their their toy podcast. A ridiculously yeah. yes. successful toy podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um that that's really kind of what they kind of do, right? They just kind of do yeah. toys and action figures. Some bread and, and butter. Collectibles, yeah. yeah it's well, it's yeah. really neat. There's a niche I mean, for everything. There's a niche. I I used to be really into collecting the figures when I was younger and I mean me and my buddy Rusty and all we would, <laughs> that was, you know, Probably we were kind of dorks, I guess, at 14 or 15 <laughs> when some other people are doing stuff. We would, Friday nights, we'd get together and we'd have our matches with our, he'd yeah. bring his action figures Aww. over and I'd bring my, my action figures over. No, it was yeah. the beginnings of your, yeah, your pathway it. to that being a promoter. Yeah. And I'll what? tell you, when I first walked into Bone Breakers, that's the first thing that I that saw that I saw was when you walked into that office. The shelf I had yeah. with Honky Tonk and yeah. Jake oh, Roberts and, uh, you know, Snooka, Piper. Yeah. You had them all right there, or just oh, I say, I, I say that like I was a dork or whatever. I didn't care, you yeah. know what I mean. I was, yeah. you know, <laughs> I was turning down dates in high school on Friday nights to watch the Mega Powers versus the Twin Towers. And then you were in <laughs> school on Monday, like she you got lost in her If she wants me, she'll stick around. I didn't care. I didn't care. I lost friendships over it. Be like, are you kidding me? Like, dude. I, it's happening tonight. Yeah. You, know, like, you guys can come over. Either Hogan beers. and Savage are going to work this out. You know <laughs> what I mean? Or they're not. Right. Know? And I, I need to be in front of my television watching this. You know, yeah. I'm sorry. She can wait. I don't care if she's a cheerleader. She can wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She can wait. Dig it. <laughs> well, if you want to relive your childhood and pick up some more action figures and collectibles, you know where you can go. 
Hideaway Hideaway Collectibles. Collectibles. And also, I want to throw this out there. They buy collections, too. So if you are looking to sell your collections, you should head over there and see what they have. Wow. You know what? That gives me an interesting idea. There should be like a kind of like a Pawn Stars uh, with the Hideaway and sort of like, you know, uh, Dennis or whoever works in there bartering with people like, Whole collection Bro. of Hasbro figures. I got parts. a ton of those. Really? I got like old LJN ones too. Oh, like, wow. wow. Yeah. Because I, I would go to this flea market in Philly and this dude just would have just loose figures mm-hmm. and I would just buy them. Like he, he knew my dad from growing up. So it was just like kind of just. The he, bins of loose yeah. figures are the best because that's where my son got a whole bunch of them from yeah. over here at our flea market because they're two bucks a piece. Yeah. You know, where you'd grab a handful and be like, can you take 10? You know? Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're just trying to get rid of it. Exactly. Yeah. You exactly. know what's really expensive is the LJN Big Boss Man. The LJN Big Boss. I have that. I'm going to look into it. <laughs> Do you have it in the package? Oh, no, 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 no. no okay. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. You have it in the package. Yeah, it's see, like, that's the yeah. thing. You don't. So my son started getting in the habit of getting doubles of everything. Yeah. So, like, he'd ask me for one and then he'd ask his dad for the same Smart. one. And, like, we'd talk back and forth because RJ was really good about that. Like, he would keep a running list in his head of what action figures he had. And I'm like, I have no idea. I would pick them up and I would always text him and be like, Does he have this? And then he's like, Wait. He's asking you for the same ones he's asking me, but it was because by then he got older and he was wise to wanting to hang on to them Side in boxes, hustle. but also still play with them. Yeah. So yeah, we have several duplicates now. Yeah, I uh, I got really into the uh, like the Jack specific, like they had like a classic figure line, but then they made LJN variants mm-hmm. like that. Oh where, yeah, that were came in like a blue case. So I have all those still in the box, but everything else was just taken out and played with. I was like. I don't care if it's limited edition, basic edition, mm-hmm. whatever edition. I'm playing with it. I love the Jack Specific doll, dolls, action figures, because I Watch went it. to um, WrestleMania. I went to Access in 2000. Mm-hmm. I guess it was one of the, uh, it was either the first or the second Access that they had. And Jack Specific was there, and they had a display where you could actually stand on the spot and they would scan your whole body, and it showed how they made the wrestlers. And so it was really wild because you would stand there and it would basically scan around you and then it would show up on the computer screen. But that was how they made the three-dimensional wrestlers and how they got all the facial features and stuff like that. And if you think, I mean, this is 2000, so the technology was great, but yeah. it wasn't, like, super great and, like, compared to what we have now. And I was just, the artist in me was just, and the tech person was, like, just fascinated by that. Out of all of technology Access, I was crazy. fascinated by the make a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, you it's just really can't neat. seem to get a grasp on that Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I I really do like tech things. Like at my work, I'm, I'm the go-to teasing. person for all things tech. Like I swear, I I'm just, just I just don't want to communicate with people. Is really what it comes down to. I feel bad saying that, but I don't know. I mean, you can make money on Twitter. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, I promise to respond to a tweet. I'm just teasing. If you ha- do you have a list of guys that you want to work with? Some of the other indie guys out there, people that you want to get in the ring with? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lee Moriarty is- I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. I was going to say his name and before Larry's you did. Yeah. Talking about we, we, go, we go back and forth on Twitter sometimes just talking- uh, Daniel Garcia, obviously mm-hmm. Wheeler Yuta. I've no. I used to. I teamed with Wheeler once uh, against the amazing Gulags back in the day. But um, so, all the all the grapplers, yeah, all the yeah. all the real real grapplers. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, believe it or not, I've never worked um, LSG from Ring of Honor. I've never really? wrestled him. Yeah, yeah, and we were training at the Monster Factory together. Like we did like a, a spot at the end of the of a battle royal one time, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. Um, I've never worked. Uh, Joe Keys one on one, that's one I really 
I really want to do. We could probably make that. Well, I, yeah, we could. I think we got some of the booking committee here. So yeah, yeah. We can make that happen. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like who? Who else? Uh, there's a guy, Thrash Justice. He's pretty. He's a big dude that I would just love to like get in there with. Matt Justice. Matt Justice. Yeah. Sorry. No, I don't even know his name that's actually. His, that's his I'm Twitter. Yeah, that, that, yeah. No, you got it right. Yeah. And I do that a lot of times too. Someone that you see on Twitter a lot of the times, you call them the Afropunk Trishadora. Yeah. You know, Thrash Justice. Right. Matt, Matt Justice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just there's a lot there's a lot of guys just like I I I'll be on Twitter and I'm like you know what I think I could have a really good match with this dude and I like I just think of different like Kevin Blackwell was a guy I was mm-hmm. like man I could I think I could go really well with him and we were like we had our match and it was pretty cool um, if I so I was training over at H2O for a while and I had a lot of kids come in through there that are starting to get a lot of like Marcus Mathers I was like I see kids that I worked before and I'm like. I really want to get in there with them again. Um, I know Action, he's a kid that I really want to get in there yeah. with. I mean, I'm sure everybody's like chopping at the bit to get in the ring with him because, I mean, he's got so much potential. He's really good. Yeah. <laughs> People just want to sink their te- teeth into Action. Action yeah. Andretti. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you ever fight Deppin yet? Have you had a one-on with no, Deppin? No. Uh, so I know him from GSW way back in the day and like somewhere land PA. Um, but now we're in ROH together and we kind of like, we'll talk a lot, but I'm like, man, I really like want to get in there with you, especially cause they're like violence unlimited. And I'm like, you, you guys got like three guys. We got three guys. Like, let's just mix it up. But you know, we'll see what happens. Well, you, you said it right here on the MCW cast. I bought it up and stranger things have happened when we've spoken into yeah. existence uh-huh. in the studio. So uh-huh. This is true. Um, I want to ask you, too, since we were talking about social media and different handles and th- uh, branding and so forth, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your social media handles and your branding and um, a particular hashtag. Busky? Busky. Oh, hashtag Busky. Uh, it kind of just started out like, you know, as a like a misread text. So we were like, we're, me and my buddies were in Florida. His brother texted me, like, yo, where'd you put the protein at? Young boy trying to get Busky. And he meant to say husky. If you look at the keyboard very closely, the H and the, B, the B are B. very close. Yeah. So if you look at the hashtag busky that I always use, it's always pictures of huskies. And it's just, I'm like, you guys can't type. So now I'm using it. It's my thing. It's, I've been using it since <laughs> 2018. Yeah. Yeah, own it. That's yeah. funny. You know? And for people who want to connect with you on social media, mm-hmm. what are your handles? Uh, Classic E. Martin on Twitter. And then classic Eric Martin on Instagram, and then just my regular name on Facebook. That's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just Eric Martin. I was blessed with two first names. What can I say? You know, you, they say you never trust a man with two first names. You remember Gregory Martin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Untrustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> well, just Good old Greg. Gregory Martin. Yeah. Who's Gregory Martin? Are we related? Now, oh, maybe. Martin, maybe. Uh, he's uh, your predecessor here in the in the land of MCW. We yeah, used him quite a bit. Oh, this. oh, cousin Greg, right, 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 right. right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. Uh, he's the one that really got you in the door here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's the big reveal. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna take our last break, and then we'll come back with our um, weekly wrap up. So, if you want to hang around while we uh, chop it up about what's yeah. going on in the wrestling world, we'd yeah, love to have you. I love hanging around. All right. We'll be right back after these this short break. All right, we're back here with our, our guest, classic Eric Martin. Uh, you know, Eric, the first time I can remember announcing you was on Breakthrough. You you defeated Diego Cruz. Um, and you've got a big matchup coming up on the Bruiser Strong Show. Ten days away, September mm-hmm. 17th, Friday night. It's going to be you stepping in the ring with former MCW champion Dante Caballero. And the winner of that match 
match goes in the Rumble. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, and we know that the winner of the Bruiser Strong Rumble, new MCW Heavyweight Champion, so it's going to be a really a really big night for you. Yeah. If you can overcome Dante. Yeah. If I mean, I already have once. I mean, he he had to help. Yeah. Uh, Diaz get one over on me. Yeah. And then he wasn't there, and he just like laid me out after I beat Diego Cruz. I mean. All implications aside, like I've known Dante for a long, long time, and just I, I, I thought we had a mutual respect. We've teamed, but I, like it hit me from behind. That it just throws it all out the window. I thought we had respect for each other, and it just it's the Bruiser Strong Rumble, the the World Championship. That's just that's so important to me. But beating Dante and giving one back to him is. All that's on my mind. Well, Eric, you can't let your emotions get in the way of the the matter at hand, and that's putting him down. And, you know, Dante's got a lot of experience. Could you think that maybe that's his strategy against you is to get you so worked up that you you get unfocused, and then he finds himself in the Rumble and on his way back to being MCW champion again? He can come in with whatever strategy, but everybody's got a plan until they get kicked in the mouth. I mean, you know what I mean? He's Mm. a former MCW champion. He probably wants it back. I'd imagine he's been talking about it a lot. But he's got to go through me, and then he's got to go through a rumble. He ain't even going to get there. What about the rest of the cartel? They've got to be a major factor. I mean, listen, I've already kicked a few of them around. I mean, I'm not really concerned. I mean, you can bring the whole army out. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on a war path right now. Dante's all I got in my sights. Wow. Well, that sounds like you're very motivated yeah. and you've got a plan and you know what you're going to do. Yeah, a little bit. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I said at the top of uh, top of our cast, Ask MCW cast fans, what are you looking forward to the most? And we said most of them are probably going to say the Rumble, but I don't know. This showdown right here probably is a contender for one of the most anticipated. Definitely one of the big matches. Yeah, grudge mm-hmm. match, we'd say. Strong. Yeah. So, yeah, there's only one way to see it, and y'all know when it's going to be and where it's going down. Tara, once again, where can they get the tickets? Hideaway? Hideaway Collectibles, Hollywood Avenue, uh, hideawaycollectibles.com. They're an authorized ticket outlet, so if you are of the uh, type that wants to hold a physical ticket in your hand, then head over there so that you can get them. Tickets are selling out very, very fast. I know that uh, all of the first and second rows and third rows, I think, are gone, yeah, aren't it'll, they? It'll be a packed Yeah, it, it definitely will here. be. So this has been a long time coming. Everybody's really, um, you know, this is personal. Um, and so everybody is really coming out to show their support and to see who will be the next champion. So, That's right. You know, there's a lot of speculation going on around about who it will be. And I know that it's both the, both you and Dante are two people that RJ had his eyes on and kind yeah. of took under his wing a little bit mm-hmm. and, you know, really wanted to see you be successful. So it is personal. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I, I want to do the big guy proud. I mean, he was instrumental in mm-hmm. getting me here. He Every time I came to a birthday party, he helped me out. He coached me up. He told me what I did wrong, what I could do better. He was, you know, he was hard on me, but he he knew that because I was Keener's kid mm-hmm. that he could always, you know, he could, you know, coach me up and he knew that I would listen. Yeah. And I tried to get better every single time that I came back here because of him. Mm-hmm. Yep. He definitely was a fan. He could see yeah. a lot of promise in you. So, yeah. Right. yeah, well, he is watching down on us. Here in the MCW studio for the cast looking on proudly. He is looking down on you and will be at Bruiser Strong. Mm-hmm. Very proud with pride at one of his kids doing the doing the damn thing and doing it well like he trained you or had a hand in training you mm-hmm. to execute. 
Well, I think that that's going to do it for for this week. A Ratsky for this episode of the MCW cast. Uh, For all of us here, we thank you for joining us. Thank you, Classic Eric Martin, for joining us in the studio. And we'll see you all back here next Tuesday for another exciting edition of the MCW cast.